Welcome to another episode of Anime Cons TV. My name is Doug Wilder. Right now we've got a treat for you guys. I was fortunate enough to set aside some time and talk to Kristen, who is the chair for Anime Boston, talking a little bit about what it's like for canceling a convention, what these decisions have been, obviously, as the COVID-19 pandemic kind of changes the convention landscape, a lot of things are in flux and things like that. And Kristen was able to talk with us, give us some perspective. She and I go way back as staffers on Anime Boston, and we've been friends for a while, too. So it was great to talk, catch up, get some great perspective. And with that further ado, I'll just give you guys a little bit of warning. Because we're social distancing and everything like that, we recorded this on Skype, so it may look a little different, but we hope you guys enjoy the content, and I'll be back uh, with you guys in a moment after the interview. All right, guys, we are here with Kristen Lighting, the chair of Anime Boston 2020. Uh, Kristen and I have gone long, uh, go back a long time. We've been staffers together on Anime Boston for, oh, jeez. Quite some time. Um, yep. <laughs> we used to work together when I was uh, the facilities manager and the assistant director of operations. And I've moved on to other things. And she's moved up in the world and is now the chair for the uh, con. But I'm going to uh, let her do a bit more of that. So first off, Kristen, uh, welcome to Anime Cons TV. Uh, can you give us a little bit more background on your role at Anime Boston? Sure. Um, yeah, I am the convention chair. I... I shake hands and kiss babies and um, make sure that the leadership team is uh, meeting regularly and staying on task. Um, but yeah, this was going to be my 15th year on staff. So I was very excited to to get my, my staff pin. But um, yeah, I've been staffing since 2006, been attending since 2003. And uh, it, it's Anime Boston is my life now. <laughs> It has been for a long time. <laughs> Eat, sleep, breathe, AB. That's it's about it. <laughs> all, all the vacation time, all the free time, all the airline miles. That's it, all Anime Boston. So, I mean, unfortunately, Anime Boston had to cancel this year, which I know was a, a tough decision. But what factors did Anime Boston, especially the kind of the leadership team, Team, uh, for those of people that don't know, uh, Anime Boston has kind of an executive committee of kind of the higher leadership. Um, what factors did were being considered when making the decision to cancel? And how much of the decision was the conventions versus the facilities like the hotel and convention center? And how much of it kind of came from the state and local government? Sure, yeah. Um, every, uh, well, as far as the leadership team itself, yes, there's 11 executives each exec has one to three assistants depending on what division they oversee and then we also have an advisory committee that meets with us this team we meet regularly um usually about weekly we had just signed up for a discord right before all of this happened so we were actually kind of talking to each other constantly <laughs> like every day but um as far as the decision um making went there's a few of us who work in the trade show industry full-time and we had sort of seen this coming like february-ish where we had started to see shows um not fan-related conventions but industry conventions start to cancel or postpone or things like that and so we had sort of been discussing alternative options um, 
in terms of do we want to postpone? What do all of our contracts say? Let's start getting all of our ducks in a row. Um, and when things started getting really hot, um, when I when it was all over and done with, I was able to sit down and kind of stop and think about it. It all happened so fast. I think it was like a four day, five day time span um, where I think it turned into, we kept getting asked, are you going to cancel? Are you going to cancel? Are you going to cancel? And then the NBA suspended their season and all of a sudden public perception shifted and it turned into, you have to cancel. This is irresponsible. Um, we were prepared to explain to our attendees kind of what was going on on our side and why it seemed like we had such a slow response. Um, but two days later, I think, um, I actually had a statement prepared to go up on the website and then the governor announced the large events ban. So that statement was in the trash and um, we immediately had to pivot. And uh, we had already been in contact with the Massachusetts Convention Center Authority throughout that week, sort of getting reassurance, like, is this, you know, what are you guys hearing on your end? Here's how we're feeling on our end. Um, and so finally, when the large ban, the, the large event ban came through, we didn't have a choice at that point. We knew we, that was the end of the event. So um, we went to the MCCA. They said, yep, you guys are canceled. Um, they offered us some alternative dates. Um, we can, we said, no, thanks. We decided to go with the cancellation and, uh, and that was it. Within, I think the, the next day we made the announcement to everybody. So you mentioned that you were offered some dates, alternative dates, but you decided instead to cancel. Mm -hmm. uh, what what sort of factors were there? Like, what were you guys looking at? Um, the one thing that's interesting to know about Boston itself, there's two convention centers in the city. They're both owned by the state and run by the state. And um, they are both very busy all year round. The... Um, when they had offered us the new dates, they weren't until December. At that point, there was already a large number of conventions that had been postponing their dates. So we we were already sort of late in line. Um, we felt that December was not the right time frame for us, especially considering we would have to turn around and then try and run the 2021 convention only four months later. Um, Anime Boston is 100% volunteer run. You're well aware, Doug. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, we felt that we didn't have the people resources to be able to run essentially two full conventions in such a short time frame. Um, and so those were some of the factors that went into our decision. Yeah. As much as I'd like more anime Boston in my life because the con means so much to someone like trying to do, think of trying to have it twice and organized in the span of four months, just no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it would have been hectic and not like even if it wasn't, you know, December being the holiday season and mm. winter weather being the way it is in Boston, it just I, I couldn't even imagine. So I think oh, yeah. I, I I'm you know, I was not involved in that decision making, but I, when I heard that part of it, it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and even when you think of from a perspective of trying to get guests bands, vendors, artists, even panelists. Um, and then at this point, you also figure a lot of conventions for the front half of the year have already canceled. So the second half of the year is just going to be jam packed. Um, it, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. 
Um, I, a lot of people have just kind of said, oh, well, they had to wait for this, this, this reason to cancel and stuff. And there's a kind of a belief along amongst a lot of people that maybe don't see the inner workings of conventions that, oh, well, just insurance covers everything. Do you care to talk about that perception or bust that myth at all? Sure. Um, I wish insurance covered everything. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't. When you sign on to your insurance policy, it's you approach an insurance company and you say, we would like to get these things insured. They assess the risk, put a dollar amount on it, and sort of agree like, yeah, we want, we, we will insure you for this. So it has to be a mutual agreement between both parties. Um, we typically get the standard insurance that we're required to get. Um, sometimes we'll get a little bit more to kind of plan for weather or whatever, depending on what time of year we're in. Um, by the time... COVID net, like in order to get insurance that covered you for the COVID-19 stuff that was going on, you would have had to sign on like years ago for that kind of insurance. And I'm sure it wouldn't be cheap. Um, and at that point in the game, um, we actually did ask some legal counsel and, and they had said like, there's not an insurance company in the world that's going to give insurance for COVID-19 right now. So don't even bother trying. <laughs> Okay. Um, going back to making the announcement, one of the things I as a staffer saw once um, Anime Boston did finally make the decision to cancel and make that known, it seemed like most of the attendees were very understanding and supportive of the convention's decision. I saw a lot of posts just that were along the lines of, you know, it's a tough choice, but you guys made the right one. How do you feel about how the reaction has been from the attendees with this? It overwhelmed. It was uh, it was so beautiful, and it is beautiful. It's just so nice to know that the attendees support us. They understand. They care about us. They are like we want them to be safe. We want our people to be safe. And it, just the the positive response was just so overwhelming. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's. I think I when I first saw that I was getting a little teary eyed, and I think it's like you know these people really are, this is why we have the convention and it really meant a lot to me as a staffer who, I mean, the amount of work I do compared to what you and the executive team do is drop in the bucket and just seeing that so many people who appreciated our efforts was so moving to a lot of us. And I think a lot of, you know, we were always used to, you know, only hearing the bad news and the complaints and just hearing people for a situation like this totally understand it was just a nice reassurance and reminded us kind of why we why we do put up uh put in so much effort to make this event for these people yeah yeah don't i mean you shouldn't diminish the work that you do for the convention <laughs> <laughs> i mean everybody you know got we all put in so much time like it's not just the time or the the effort but it's the amount of yourself that you put into it you know i mean anime boston is our family and it's not just the staff but it's also yeah. the attendees and um it, it's just so wonderful to see that community and that we are united together and and uh i'm i'm i miss them <laughs> i miss yeah. everybody I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna pull back the curtain a, a little bit here and just mention though that one of the things the staff as a community did was we always have our dead dog party, the rap party after the convention. And we put together a zoom call for about, I'd say about 40 people that like anybody that was on staff was welcome to join. And we had the virtual dead dog party. And it is, it is that family. Like everyone was just so glad to talk to everyone. And like 
wishing we were all in the same room together, you know, having a drink or what another, but the fact that we could just still connect and check in on each other was such a neat experience. And it's one of those, I still wish we could have had the con, but um, we got that neat thing out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I had a cat jump in my lap. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's working at home. Um, Yeah. No, that, uh, that dead dog party, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I did log on for a little bit. Zoom calls are kind of crazy when you got like 50 people on there. <laughs> yep. Um, but um, uh, it was so awesome to hear everybody's voices and see your faces. And some people were, were using filters and different backgrounds, and it was a good time. <laughs> I think um, one of the most amusing ones was our uh, Mike, our director of technical operations, putting a picture of what his normal setup his office is during the convention as his background. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he did do yeah. My favorite part was he was yeah, putting up pictures of different like parts of the, the convention and yeah. yeah, at one point I did look at him and I was like, is that row two hundred? <laughs> so okay, uh back to a little more serious, unfortunately. Um eventually when the government does allow large gatherings to take place and conventions can be held again. Do you think people are going to be wary about attending conventions for a while? Or do you think people are going to have so much cabin fever from not being able to go to cons and things like that, that they're going to be running out to the first convention they can get to? Um, I, I want to say a little bit of both, but I think the majority of people are probably going to be wary. Um, especially I think in our community, we tend to have like have a lot more, immunocompromised people um, who are much more conscious about going out in public. And so I I do think that conventions are going to take a hit for quite some time. Um, I don't, I don't really know what to expect for the spring next year. Um, but I definitely think we'll, we'll see less attendees. Yeah. So just across the board, not just one or two conventions. Do you think it'll be a longer trend? I, I think it's the industry as a whole. Um, I'm one of those staff people who does work in trade shows um, as an actual paid job. And uh, yeah, the the industry itself is even, we were sort of the first to get hit by this and we will be the last industry, I think, to recover fully from it. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of conventions are looking into digital alternatives. Um, I think, We'll see how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mentioned really uh, digital alternatives, and so kind of related to that last question, um, what sort of con- uh, changes be- do you think we'll see at conventions, not just Anime Boston, but overall, like fan conventions? What differences do you think you'll see after the pandemic does finally subside? Um, I definitely do think there is going to be more of an attempt to reach out to people through the internet, especially as it's going to, I think it's going to take a while for public confidence to return. So I think that they're still going to want to try and reach out to those people because there's still an audience there. They're just not there in person. So um, I know that there are already a lot of apps out there where you can, you know, pay for like celebrity meet and greets or messages or things like that. And um, I don't think those are going away. I think those are just going to get pushed even more. I think that you'll see panelists and bands um, trying to figure out more ways to reach out to their audience through digital um, means. So so yeah, I definitely expect to see a lot more of that. Okay. Yeah, it's 
I think there's going to be some interesting solutions to some of these things. And I, 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 as a person who presents panels at conventions, I'm really left wondering, like, how would I present my panel online? How would I do it? And things like that. Yeah. And I think you're, you're going to see other things, other events beyond that. People try and figure that out, especially, you know, with the convention, you have so many different events going on at the same time that trying to figure out which ones to show and things like that. If you only have a limited uh, channel, trying to figure out which ones you want to promote and which ones maybe you record and let them show later, things like that. Yeah, I think it, it, it might not necessarily be so much on the conventions. You might see that the shift in responsibility might be on the content creators themselves. To, mm-hmm. to really try and figure out a way to get themselves out to their audience. I, I, I agree. I think conventions themselves are limited in what they can do. Mm-hmm. So uh, what suggestions or advice would you give to people that want to support the convention community? Today? I, I, we've talked a lot about how much we love this community, but what can people do that to help the convention community when they're either stuck at home or social distancing or unable to see some of their favorite panelists or VIPs and things like that? Um, Reach out. Social media is going to be the biggest thing. Um, I think try and find those apps. Um, You know, the ones, or I guess let me, let me put it this way. I think that the, the voice actors, especially they're already looking for ways to promote themselves. And I think that for sure, they're definitely doing that on social media. So follow their social media. Um, Whenever they give opportunities, you know, go pay the money, go see them, help, you know, help them. Because, um, you know, people, anime is not really getting made right now. So, you know, <laughs> we need to help the community, not not just the convention community, but the industry as a whole. Um, as far as vendors, a lot of conventions are posting their dealer hall lists online with links to those vendors who are able to do um, shipping. I think a lot of companies are going to start, if they weren't doing shipping before, they're going to pivot and try and find a way to do shipping now because they know that, you know, that's how they get their their business. Same thing for your artists. Um, almost everybody's online right now, so take advantage of it for sure. Um. Any final thoughts you want to share with uh, our viewers about the pandemic, the conventions, or anything like that? Um, I would say I know things are tough right now, and I know they're scary, and I, I know that the uncertainty of everything really causes a lot of anxiety for people, but I think this is the best time to kind of stop and think about what makes me happiest and really focus your time and attention on doing those things. And if that's working on your cosplay or um, having some sort of like digital phone call with your friends, like a FaceTime or a Zoom meeting, or um, I've seen a lot of people do cosplay Zooms, which I think is really fun. <laughs> um, you know, keep reaching out use social media, stay connected um, and focus on your, your mental health. And stay cool. healthy. Cool. And well, then I'm going to give you a follow-up. Uh, what What are you doing to stay sane and make sure you're still having fun stuff? Um, I've been watching a lot of anime, actually. <laughs> That's good. That you should be. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things that when you run a convention, it's almost like you don't have time to do anything else. And now that things are quiet, I actually have time to watch anime. So we just got caught up on um, Sword Art Online last night, and it's been great Excellent. watching that. Um, 
and I watched Beastars on Netflix. That was also very there, good. Oh, that, that's been so awesome. So, uh, yeah, I've actually yeah. so much stuff. I'm like, oh, I actually have time to like work on the backlog now. Like, I don't. I'm actually, yeah. The the problem is I just keep finding more model kits that I haven't built that I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you've been doing to stay happy? Yep, I've been working on stuff like I got like right here, just the current thing that I'm working on. Awesome. Um, honing my Gundam skills that way, since I can't talk about giant robots to a room full of people, I'm just building miniature versions of giant robots, which sounds like <laughs> an oxymoron. Um, at my desk, that's that's what I've been doing, and it's oh, been interesting because you know you mentioned that com- community. I've been sharing progress pictures, and I've actually had a couple convention friends say that seeing their uh, pictures has gotten them back to like oh I've got stuff I need to build and so we've now been chatting and sharing what we're working on and sharing build tips and things like that so in that in that way the convention uh, community still keeps going for me oh that's wonderful oh I'm glad to hear it that's exciting yeah hi uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours the other day he was also building Gundams and he sent me a picture of like <laughs> some tweezers holding the tiniest little square sticker that he was trying to put on this part of a Gundam. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's, it's an adventure. You, I, I, I worked on one thing and I saw the tiny pieces of that and I finished building it. I took a picture of what the pieces looked like before I put them together. Like I was literally building like an electronics thing that's like, you know, no sm- bigger than like a quarter total with housing of like literally the led was literally i was building around the diode and i took all the pictures of the tiny parts beforehand and then finished assembling it got it to work and i took that picture and i sent it to a couple people and i said you're no longer allowed to say i have no patience (laughs) (laughs) so it's been things like that that have been really making kind of the best of a crazy situation so well thank you Thank you for uh, taking some time to talk with us to, uh, about uh, conventions and stuff, especially in the crazy time. What's the best way to follow uh, Anime Boston? Oh, everywhere. Facebook. <laughs> what do we got? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got a Discord now, although it's not open to everyone. We've been rolling out the invitations in like small waves. Um, and our website, like hands down, the website is the best place for all the news. But and thank, thank you for having me, Doug. This has been wonderful to, to see your face and chat with you. Likewise. So thank you once again. Oh, all right. Uh, thank you once again to Kristen for taking the time to speak with us. A great time to catch up and talk conventions, even when conventions aren't happening. We do want to hear from you guys. How are you guys dealing with uh, so many conventions canceling or ho- switching to virtual events and things like that? Get in touch with us. Let us know. You can always email us at podcast at animecons.tv. Look up for uh, AnimeCons TV on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, or all over the place. Don't forget, you can always just leave a comment on our YouTube channel. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you guys are up to. If you've got a co- uh, cosplay technique that you've been practicing and finally mastered now that you have time to practice it because there aren't conventions and you're stuck at home, if you're building new model kits, if you're working on editing, let us know. We want to hear what you guys are up to, even if conventions aren't happening. And don't forget, you can always leave us a good old-fashioned voicemail at 762-ADEQUATE. I'm Doug Wilder, and we'll hopefully talk to you guys again soon.
have a good one.